Welcome to Empower Hypnosis and Healing. This is Tammy Ma, and I'm coming to you today with an introduction to hypnotherapy to let you know what hypnotherapy is all about, how we use it, and how it can help you. I am a certified clinical and transpersonal hypnotherapist. What does a hypnotherapist do? Well, I induce a hypnotic state in my clients to help them change their beliefs and therefore alter their behavior pattern. And we're going to get a little bit deeper into that, altering the behavior patterns, um, changing those false beliefs that we store in our subconscious can dramatically affect our life in a positive way. So what is hypnosis? Let's talk about what hypnosis is. Is it clucking like a chicken or barking like a dog, like you've probably seen on television? No. Is it a secret government tactic to get someone to do something they would not otherwise do? No. Hypnosis is actually a deep state of physical and mental relaxation that allows a person to communicate with a deeper part of who they are. It's a modality for self-exploration, and it's also an avenue to transform people. So I'll tell you a little bit about the subconscious. The subconscious is 95% of what we say, what we do, what we think, what we feel. It rules 95%. So the other 5% is ruled by our conscious mind. Now, your conscious and subconscious are actually interconnected. But let's go ahead and compare the two as far as power goes. Let's say that we have two computers. The first computer is operating at a 95% capacity. The second computer is operating at a 5% capacity. Which computer would you use to get the job done? You would probably use the 95% capacity computer simply because that's the more powerful computer. But a lot of times we are trying to use that 5% capacity computer to change our lives. And that's why a lot of people struggle with changing their lives, why they're realizing that this willpower method, this conscious thought method is not working for them. Now, not only is the subconscious powerful, but it is also under the surface. So if you think about an iceberg, most of the iceberg is under the surface of the water. That is the part you are changing when you go into hypnotherapy. And those things that we store in the subconscious, we call beliefs. And those beliefs actually operate under the surface. What that means is that when a belief is subconsciously activated. We are not consciously aware of that belief operating. So for example, when you are a child and you touch a hot stove, you get a message sent to your brain very quickly that there's pain associated with this action. That message is then stored in your subconscious as a belief, and you move forward with your life. Next time you look at a stove, you don't have to think that the stove is hot. In fact, that thought doesn't even occur to you. You don't need to have the thought because it is now stored as a subconscious belief. But there's a lot more to the subconscious than just that. So let's get into a little bit about the subconscious. The subconscious guides the autonomic nervous system. So the autonomic nervous system is the part of us that helps us breathe, 
that helps our heartbeat, that helps us digest. We don't have to think about those things. We just do them. The subconscious is very literal. This means that sayings like, break a leg, are taken quite literally by the subconscious. So the subconscious is actually hearing break a leg and doesn't have the ability to understand the irony of that. So that might lead you to ask, okay, do I have to be careful of everything that I say or everything that I think? And the answer is no. If our thoughts repeatedly came true, most of us would be in pretty big trouble. We develop what is called the critical factor. The critical factor after age eight is kind of like a barrier for things to get into the subconscious. And that barrier can only be passed by certain methods. So let's go a little bit into that first of all. Why age eight? So from age zero to approximately age eight, we're not quite sure. It's somewhere seven, eight, nine possibly is when people are actually in a theta wave brain state. Now this is going to require us to go into a little bit about brain wave states. There are several, but I'm going to talk about three. I'm going to talk about beta, alpha, and theta. Okay, so beta brainwave state is what we are in when we are fully conscious. I am in a beta wave brain state right now. I'm talking to you and you are listening. You are most likely in a beta wave brain state, maybe somewhere between beta and alpha. That leads me to alpha. An alpha wave brain state is actually the state directly below beta. An alpha wave brain state occurs when you are watching television. It is a state just below beta. It is a state of light hypnosis. So that kind of explains television programming. And we can go into a little of that later, but understand that television actually is programming you. So alpha wave brain state is just below beta. Then below beta, we have the theta wave brain state. The theta wave brain state is where we take you for hypnotherapy. Hypnosis is the theta wave brain state. And during hypnosis, what is happening is that we are stopping the conscious thought process or slowing it down dramatically. And in that state, you are able to see what is stored inside the subconscious mind and what might be causing issues or blockages you are having. Children from zero to eight are in the theta wave brain state constantly. They are sponges. And if you think about it, you can see why. So in ages zero to eight, we are learning about the world. And while we're learning about the world, we want to store some of that so we don't have to use our awareness to Think about these trivial things that we do every day. Think about the, the small things that occur in life. And the issue that arises is that the subconscious doesn't just store the things that we need. It stores everything during those early years, the good and the bad. And that means that the bad is going to stay with you for a lifetime if you don't look at it and take care of it and clear it. Just as an example, let's say that someone got bit by a dog when they were three years old. When they got bit by the dog, their subconscious received the message that dogs are dangerous, not only because they got bit by the dog, but because of the way that their parents reacted to the dog bite. 
This traumatic experience is stored and it will resurface throughout the lifetime of this person. Every time this person sees a dog, they feel like running. It doesn't really matter if the dog is little or if the dog is big or if the dog looks mean or scary, it doesn't matter. It's a dog and the subconscious classifies a dog as a furry thing that walks with four legs. It can manifest in one of several ways. That fear could be pushed down and ignored and it could manifest as just an I don't like dogs or it could manifest as a phobia of dogs or it could just manifest as a slight aversion to dogs. In extreme cases where this becomes a phobia, it could manifest into everything with four legs or everything that's furry, depending on how bad the trigger is, how bad the trauma was. Triggers. So what is a trigger? Trigger is something in our environment that reminds us of the event. It triggers that belief inside of us to be activated. When that belief is triggered, we have an emotion. That emotion then generates a thought. That thought is going to be something like, hey, let's get the hell out of here. There's a dog. That is what bit us when we were little and we are scared of those things. And this will continue until the subconscious belief is cleared, until the person actually knows the truth about a dog about what a dog is, and that all dogs are not scary, and that all dogs are not dangerous. This is just one example. Anything can get stored in the subconscious and cause issues later on, such as a teacher calling a child stupid, or such as a child being told that money doesn't grow on trees. That's a very common one that gives people money issues. Which brings us to another factor about the subconscious. It will always move away from pain and toward pleasure. The job of the subconscious is to protect us. That is its job, and it will always move away from what is going to be painful. This is meant to be a good thing, but when it causes us to not be able to go out of our house because we are afraid of all dogs, it turns into something that's not quite so productive. Once the critical factor is developed after age eight, what are the ways that something can get into the subconscious? So the subconscious is ruled by emotion. So anything that is highly emotive or traumatic will enter the subconscious. The subconscious is also subject to repetitiveness. So repetitive words spoken over and over and over, usually with emotion, will get into the subconscious. Let's talk about positive affirmations. This brings up a point about positive affirmations. Positive affirmations are not usually effective. Usually people will begin positive affirmations and they will stop them within two weeks. The reason why they stop them within two weeks is because they don't work or people prove to themselves that they don't work. A statement is created and repeated over and over. I am amazing. I am amazing. I am amazing. So they're saying it over and over, but they're saying it without emotion. They're saying it in their conscious mind without emotion, and it's going nowhere. These affirmations will start to work if we can back them up with emotion. So if we can remember a time when we were truly amazing and pair that emotion with 
the statement, that is the point where positive affirmations will begin to be effective. How else can we break that barrier, that critical factor to the subconscious? Another way to get into the subconscious is through an authority figure. So if you see someone that you recognize as an authority figure, such as a parent or a police officer, someone who you give a great deal of authority to and they say something to you, there is the possibility that that will enter into your subconscious, especially if it is paired with a strong emotion. So we're going to wrap this short introduction to hypnotherapy up with a little bit of a more detailed look at what hypnosis is and what hypnosis is not. All hypnosis is actually self-hypnosis, so you have to trust the person who's doing hypnosis with you, and you will not go into hypnosis if you don't want to. Hypnosis can never cause you to do anything or say anything that you would not normally do or say. The hypnotic sessions are always remembered, and you are always in control of your conscious and your mind is actually still active. You will have thoughts, and that is normal. Your subconscious will not show you anything that you are not ready for because, again, it is there to protect you. And people can achieve a state of hypnosis by themselves. Hypnosis is comparable to being in a deep state of meditation. Wrapping this up now, let's do a little summary. What are triggers? Triggers activate beliefs within us. Triggers are environmental. They are around us. They happen all the time. They could be anything. They could be a facial expression. They could be a dog barking. Triggers can be just about anything in our environment that activate one of our beliefs in our subconscious. Hypnotherapy changes those beliefs in the subconscious that we do not want. Those beliefs in our subconscious that are stored, that are not true, that are hindering us from being all that we can be, that are blocking us from a path that we want to take. What can hypnosis be used for? Hypnosis can be used for many, many things. Stress reduction, physical and mental relaxation, healing and pain management, spiritual guidance and higher self-work. You can use it to discover the cause or the solution to a problem. And you can use hypnotherapy to create and manifest the life of your dreams. Obviously, hypnotherapy can be used for weight loss and also smoking. Uh, it can be used to help alleviate relationship patterns and issues. Many, many uses for hypnotherapy. And as a hypnotherapist, it is my job to become obsolete in your life. What does that mean? I am here to teach you. I am here to teach you the skills to do without me. This isn't a process where we spend week after week talking about the same issue or week after week discovering what the issue is. The subconscious is intelligent. It wants us to be protected. It wants us to live the best life that we can live. It will take us to the place that we need to go to fix the issue that we want to fix. Dis Ease, disease, is a state in which thoughts and emotions have been present long enough to cause constant fight or flight. We know that fight or flight stresses the body. Constant fight or flight and release of the chemicals that come with that constant fight or flight 
are not good for our body. They're not good for our immune system. They're not good for our digestive system. When those systems are under constant stress, they cannot do their jobs. And the body can manifest a state of disease or dis-ease. Living in this survival mode also puts us into a focus where we are responding to conditions. And responding becomes the most important thing. In order to change our lives, we must get out of the survival mode to move into our inside world, the creative mode where we have all the abilities to change our thoughts and our beliefs and therefore our life. Going even further, your thoughts and your emotions cause your broadcast or your vibration. That is what you put out to others. Like vibrations recognize other like vibrations and attract similar experiences. In order to change your vibration and the experiences that you are attracting, you must change your thoughts and emotions. In order to change your thoughts and emotions, you must have access to your subconscious. And I'll leave you with one last thought. If negative thoughts and beliefs are so powerful in your life so as to cause disease, imagine what you could do if you could use that same power to replace the negative thoughts and beliefs with positive thoughts and beliefs. Go to empowerhypnosisandhealing.com for more podcasts and information. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful day.